0: Hi everyone, this is Cynthia from What Career Do I Pick? podcast. This is a place for you to hear about the different types of jobs that are out there with the hopes that you gain a little bit of more understanding in terms of the type of career that you might want to follow. Today, we will be talking about the world of corporate strategy. Our guest is Max Batinski, who is currently the senior strategy lead at a global infrastructure company. Max completed a bachelor and master's degree in finance and has over five years of experience in strategy and M&A, having worked in large financial services and consulting firms, including KPMG. In this episode, we talk about what corporate strategy is, what the day-to-day of a corporate strategist looks like, why corporate strategy is an exciting discipline to be in, and what it takes to be a great strategist. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey, Max. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. I think your audio is a little bit muffled. You hear that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it's not working on speaker. That's all right. How are you going?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having a chat with me and making time to be part of the podcast. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolute pleasure from my end.
0: I would love to sort of start this conversation by maybe going back in time a little bit and sort of talking about what did you do in uni? What did you study in uni?
1: So I studied finance, right? So Mm -hmm. corporate finance yeah um, so and to be very very honest like um, when I started studying I didn't really know what I want to do with it afterwards but, yeah. but um I always had a bit of an interest in numbers and you know how this all adds up and you know in, in that kind of world but when I started studying there w- it was not a conscious choice mm-hmm. Put it that way.
0: to do finance it was more like a yeah. gut feel okay cool and I think most people don't really know what they want to do after uni I, I was certainly Absolutely. one of those yeah, I think yeah. the only 1% of the students actually have a clear idea of what they want to do later on.
1: Yeah, and I think also that, you know, if um, the, the environment is getting more and more complex and it's actually much harder to make specific choices about, you know, what you want to do um this you know our environment is evolving quicker and quicker every year basically um, business cycles are shortening new trends are coming in um basically every minute and it's it's very hard to you know identify early in your career where you want to focus on
0: mm, correct and there's so many roles that are quite popular nowadays that were not existent um when i was studying as well so new roles cre- are created all the time yeah, so you never yeah, know yeah,
1: i agree yeah i yeah. agree
0: and how did you get into strategy after uh, so after you
1: graduated? So I got I got hired from university straight away. Mm-hmm. So we had we had these uh, what was it business was it, days, because, I think it.
0: was it because of your grades or because you had some experience that you got hired straight away?
1: I think it was based on a, look let, let me recall it, let me get that correct. It's actually been a couple of years. So um it is um I think it was a combination obviously of qualification. And then obviously we had like case studies, um, group case studies and all of that stuff we basically did together with consultancies during these business days. And they served the purpose for us to figure out if we would like the job, but also for the potential future employer to see if if we are a potential candidate to get hired, basically, yeah.
0: So it was like a case competition. So the employers would organize competitions and give you some case studies and you guys would work in groups to solve the problem or yeah, was basically.
1: it yeah. yeah basically yes yes yes, yes. so there the was always individual parts but there was obviously also um group okay. parts which okay
0: I think... mm. so you you stood out and they hired you straight away so they offered you a contract
1: yeah um... they offered me a contract and i i started uh working for in for financial services basically so um what i did i didn't start straight away in strategy i started more on a They call it like strategy and transformation so um it was more about you know understanding the organization itself you know the infrastructure of an organization the people that work within the infrastructure the different processes and basically how can you transform Mm. those businesses Mm, over time to basically to to direct better to industry trends and upcoming future mega trends i guess
0: so it was more internally focused business transformation strategy rather than corporate strategy where you looking outside
1: yeah absolutely things. absolutely yeah. so that's, that's that's basically where i started mm-hmm. and then and then my next gig was that i wanted to get back closer to to my um, to my acad- uh, academic background on a project met, met a partner from kpmg and um they offered me a gig in the strategy and m&a function so um then i it was financial services as well so what i did there over many years was basically the strategic conceptualization of uh, a lot of the M&A uh, activities that were happening there, including commercial due diligence, market analysis, transaction scoping, peer analysis, just to name a couple, right? And then basically, once once the transaction was executed, then our team came back in and basically lifted the value of the transaction. So the, typically what you call nowadays a post-merger integration work.
0: Okay, so you were also involved in post-merge integrations.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. But always very on a strategic, uh, on, a, on a on a strategic level, mm-hmm. right? So I wouldn't I wouldn't dive into the processes itself. It was mm-hmm. more about you know the the strategic guidance, for example, of the board or or mm-hmm. the the CEO or whoever top which whichever top management was involved, basically to give them strategic guidance along the way. Oh, and, okay. Um, do the handholding during the yep. process. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, it really providing them advice and then the gender managers will actually be implementing and enacting on the change.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. And then, um, did you move on to a more sort of focused corporate strategy field? So, because it sounds like it was a little bit of due diligence, MA, and strategy, and then sort of have you been sort of narrowing down to corporate strategy? Is that what's been happening?
1: Uh, look, I, I think there was a bit of, you know, me like obviously maybe, maybe a bit more to my background. Right, I've, I've worked across multiple continents basically. So I yeah. um, started my career back in Germany, worked across Europe, and then uh, due to some personal life changes, I moved to um, moved to Australia, uh, met my wife, and um, yeah, we we decided to settle in Australia. So for me, it was like it probably would have happened a bit of a different career path if I would have stayed back in back mm-hmm. in Europe. Mm-hmm so um that basically so it's not it's not a like like a typical perfect clear um straight pathway strategic yeah. career I've done probably so if, I've always worked in between certain certain professions right so I working yeah. always like depending on what, what job was there for example when I came to when I came to Australia yeah um and um based on that then um yeah and how how did I end up in in corporate strategy i think that's that's a that's a good question so for me it's my, my current job is a basically a combination of strategy and MA. so i'm basically mm-hmm. work for one of the big toll road operators sorry can i just in, yeah.
0: ask the question for those that don't know what MA is yeah what's the best way to describe m a
1: so if you think about your company is growing right then you can um so in a very holistic way it is when, when you pursue a growth strategy in any kind right so you want to focus and you you want to divest then you need the m mm-hmm. a or if you want to grow and you can't do this organically then you do m a and m a stands for mergers and acquisitions so basically just meaning that you expand or divest mm-hmm. via buying and selling assets yeah basically right in a very yeah. very very simple terms
0: yeah and one right, of the examples I guess one type of asset would be a company itself.
1: Could be a, camp- a company yeah. itself. Could be could be an asset within a company. Could be anything, mm-hmm. right? So it's a, it's a very broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I see m a as an enabler for your strategy. So m a ob- obviously is a lot of it is basically done in, in separation by investment banks or consulting houses or whatever it is. But it's ultimately it is just an enabler of your corporate strategy. Right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever strategy you choose.
0: So you do corporate strategy today. You were saying for a um, what type of company? What type of company? Uh, I work for work Transurban,
1: for? so tran- Transurban. So it's a, it's a, it's a global infrastructure company, basically investing into toll roads. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very long-term focused investment strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in simple terms, it's basically buying multiple, investing into multiple assets, expanding those assets into networks right? And driving the value out of that. That mm-hmm. is basically, that is yeah. basically the core strategy.
0: Yeah, I guess we talked a, a little bit about, you know, what MA is. Do you mind explaining, you know, for those who don't really have a great idea of what corporate strategy is, um, mm-hmm. would you be able to sort of describe it, just explain what it is at a high level?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So corporate strategy in itself is basically the synthesis of the direction of the company in a in a a strategic in a strategic sense right so basically what it does is it absorbs all the drivers and dynamics within an organization Mm -hmm. right so for example if you have multiple different divisions divisions focusing on multiple different areas for example or markets then the corporate strategy is the one that basically sets the strategic principles for the organization Mm -hmm. and makes sure basically that all actions that are executed within an organization are aligned to the same goals in -hmm. very simple terms.
0: I'm curious to know a little bit more in terms of why corporate strategy, why did you decide to stick to this field? What makes it so attractive and exciting for you?
1: Yeah, so I think there's two elements to it, right? So one is obviously you constantly need to challenge the, the existing strategy based on whatever is happening within organization or outside the organization that's that's one thing um there's this there's a a big element of problem constant problem solving and a lot Mm -hmm. of uncertainty obviously as you try to predict the future there's there's a big element around uncertainty which is i think very interesting but then it's also big stakeholder piece right because it basically as a as a strategist you're not you're not the scientist sitting in your ivory tower and developing the strategy right um that's that's probably not the right right way to say it it's you're as a strategist you're a facilitator across the business right so what you're trying to do is as i just said before is there's obviously multiple dimensions within an organization and what do you do you try to facilitate across those dimensions and then synthesize that into a strategy Mm. um that is executable for the business but Mm. also provides alignment across your organization yeah
0: so i think you you started to sort of break it down in terms of what it means to do corporate strategy i guess for those that would like to know a little bit more in terms of what those strategies uh day-to-day might look like i think you touched on you know there's a little bit of analysis there's stakeholder engagement and management so what would be the main buckets of activities or the big pieces of work that you will be spending most of your energy on either mm-hmm. you or your team
1: yeah, yeah absolutely I'm, again I look your activities vary obviously across um, your level of seniority within a team right mm-hmm. but there's obviously there's a big element of planning there's a big element of identification across the organization so what is the need of an area for example that needs to be investigated and um, once you have identified this this area or this module or whatever you want to call it, right, then obviously you have multiple tasks along the way that that make up that that investigation or that analysis you want to call it, right. So mm-hmm. there's obviously a dive into 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 the existing materials and trends and views and whatever is there within the organisation to understand it a bit, you know, to un- mm-hmm. un- understand basically that area of investigation a bit 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 deeper, right. Mm-hmm. Then there's obviously a facilitation process across all the involved stakeholders to understand where their headspace is, where they they actually want to head, you know, and and what are their their ideas. Um, Then there's always an element of understanding where's the environment heading, right? Mm -hmm. So you really need to understand of what are the external drivers, how is that actually going to impact me, and how are those drivers actually going to behave in the future? So you basically, because a strategy obviously aims not to change the past, right, because the past Mm -hmm. is gone, it yeah. aims of um, trying to predict the future or at least to understand what is your role within, you know, that future ecosystem and mm-hmm. how are you going to behave and act and mm. wh- what do you want to do? Yeah. And then there's obviously then that the, the biggest element and that's where you add the biggest value is then to synthesize mm-hmm. um, whatever you've seen, heard before, right? And then creating alignment across all the involved parties for that area mm-hmm. of investigation and then basically developing something that is executable, right? Yeah. So yeah. that is obviously basic. That, that's that's in a nutshell, basically. Yeah. Um, what we do yeah. on a day-to-day basis, and that, that can be across any areas of the organization, right?
0: So it it's really about looking at the company. So your your organization's its position within the ecosystem or within the market, and sort of making sure that it's still competitive, relevant, and that you sort of can still achieve whatever vision you have for the company in the long term.
1: Yeah, obviously. So if you if you if you say it in very simple terms, it's like: Is your business model appropriate to the mm-hmm. ecosystem you're operating in? Right? Is your you know is the ecosystem you're operating in actually the right one for your business model as well? You can always see it from two angles, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously, uh, do I execute on my business model efficiently and effectively? Right? So yeah. that's basically then you know is my organization set up the right way to deliver on this? Right, because there's there's obviously one way of framing and sizing your business, right, and then the other hand of it is basically delivering on that business. Mm. And um, the the second part uh, often gets underestimated, but that's basically then where you define what is the profit structure, for example, behind mm. your products, right? So. It's obviously, the element of you know, there's the need for my product and I put my product out, right? But then mm-hmm. there's obviously the other part of it, too. So, how do I actually deliver this product to actually make some money out of it as well, yeah. right? Because I mean, this is ultimately the purpose of a, a profit driven organization, right? Yeah,
0: so you mean the execution side of it can also be quite tricky. Is that what you're
1: so alluding yeah, yeah, to? Can, can be tricky or need, definitely need some thought, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, But you guys wouldn't be doing the implementation, right? You oversee and provide advice, make sure that the teams within the organization are aligned to the overall strategy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also depends on the organization itself, right? So there's obviously, um, there's roles and job profiles that are defined a bit differently, Mm -hmm. where there's probably um, an element of um, strategy, an element of transformation, and, you know, an element of delivery as well. And then you probably get, the more hardcore strategists that uh-huh. um, really focus purely on the strategy and on the advice and don't touch so much on the delivery itself
0: from your perspective when you when you're hiring let's say analysts, grads or people for your team i guess what would be the key skill sets attributes characteristics that you will be looking for in that potential candidate in terms of what i'm trying to get at is um what would make a good strategist for you
1: yeah and i think if i try to actually take that away from an organizational specific role description and make it a bit more generalistic applying yeah. it probably across more companies i think the key thing is always curiosity like mm-hmm. you've got to be curious about stuff because otherwise you know you, that's that ultimately drives your level of engagement that's that's i think a very very essential part there's um, obviously an element of problem solving mm-hmm. um, which is very important but can be learned along the way again like if you have the right curiosity then people can actually give you give you the right framework to to learn stuff that's that's what that's what i believe in then i think adaptability and you know understanding and what kind of environment you're you're in and how can you adapt to this environment and how can you drive your objective through this environment in the most efficient way right I think that's also very important. So mm-hmm. um, this this alludes to um, stakeholder engagement, basically. Mm-hmm. So you need to be, you know, you need to be um, a personality that is adaptable to work across multiple dimensions of the organization and can deal with different cultural backgrounds, different professional backgrounds, all different
0: functions, different seniority levels. Functions.
1: Absolutely. So you need you need to be able to talk different talks, basically. Yeah. To put it very simple. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's probably it. That I would describe as, as 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 very important for me And there's obviously always pre preconditions of you know you obviously need, often need to achieve certain certain grades you need to have certain qualifications mm-hmm. um this is basically a precondition but these three or four elements i just outlined i think yeah. are the most um most important ones for me
0: i'm glad that you mentioned qualifications because my other question was around degrees So is there a preference for students or grads that have a business degree or finance degree? So could someone with a Bachelor of Arts, for example, go into strategy?
1: I think so. I really think so, because I think ultimately multiple dimensions drive the value, right? Um, even within strategy and your team it's very important to have diversity and diversity you know is always driven by different views and different opinions different ways of working or whatever it is right so the more diverse you are the more Mm. value you're basically going to add along Mm. the way yeah absolutely so i don't think that there is um there's there's obviously preferred degrees Mm -hmm. often out there but depending on what kind of role needs to be filled it's i don't think that uh, your, your university qualification sets, sets limits if you want to be a strategist.
0: Yeah. One question that sort of has come up in the past when sort of chatting with students is how has your degree helped you in your career? Or are you using anything that you've learned during your student years in your job today, for example?
1: Yes. I think that, for example, for what I'll do, my, my corporate finance background has set, set a really big foundation actually. Right. So In strategy the, or AMNA? Uh, it doesn't Both. matter like mm. across the board, right? Because um, ultimately, I don't know if you, if you run an analysis or you, you want to identify anomalies or you're looking for the areas of investigation or whatever it is, it's always good to understand your numbers. I guess that's just just my perspective. So I I personally believe in a strong quant analysis will help you to inform the decision much better. It doesn't mean that this is the only way. This is just one dimension of the ways you can inform decision-making, but it's obviously, I think it's it's a helpful way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically knowing your financial statements, knowing what you can do with it, knowing where to look at can really help. It also helps depending on what kind of organization you work in. Obviously, if you work for a listed company, then uh, it's preferable to understand what are the mechanisms behind it. You know, how does certain things affect certain variables? Mm -hmm. For example, if you work for a listed company, obviously your ecosystem gets a bit more complex. Then you obviously got the investors out there and everything reacts to certain, you know, every statement that you put out there needs to be, you know, analyzed and and delined and and it's it's even more important important to have that alignment but understanding how those mechanisms actually work probably have helped me a lot yeah Mm.
0: Yeah. how about those frameworks because i remember learning about swot analysis past analysis Mm. are these frameworks types of the types of tools that you guys might be using
1: there's there's always elements of it right Mm -hmm. so there's obviously obviously um like standard frameworks that always help to inform, for example, an approach. And then that approach obviously gets tailored tailored more towards the situation, but it's always (laughs) a good starting point to um, have certain frameworks. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can can only advise not to use them in isolation because that is quite misleading.
0: They're good, like you say, they're good starting points. So they sort of set up some sort of structure for you to do your thinking and sort of data gathering, for example. Yeah. I, I just have one more question the the last question to close this episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you no. Know, if there's a student who's graduating today and then starting a new job in January 2021 next year what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them as they embark and grow their careers it could be anything from you know, lessons learned from your past or even things that maybe you wish that you had known when you first started working but maybe mm-hmm. yeah No one told you
1: about it. Yeah. I think there's probably a couple of elements probably connected to to what I've said earlier, but it's curiosity is very, very important. Be yourself. Mm. Literally helps a lot. There's, there's, there's obviously a lot of elements out there where you try to adapt to, which is important, but always don't lose your own identity. Mm. What else? Be curious. Um, be engaged, right, and also be willing to 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 go the extra mile. I think mm-hmm. that's that's I think that's always important because uh, you know the 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 early years are learning years. If you go a bit beyond sometimes what is required, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to accelerate your learning. Mm-hmm.
0: And you open yeah, doors yeah. as well to other opportunities because people will notice you. Uh,
1: exactly, fine. and just have and have fun. Try to have fun. Yeah, have fun. Right? Um, yeah, have fun. Yeah. I think that's, that, that's probably the most, most important part of it, right? And be reflective of your mm. own actions and of mm. the actions of other people because that will accelerate your learning process.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, what do you mean by be yourself? Is there a particular reason why you, you said that?
1: I think it's just very important, right? In, in, in the DNA of diversity, um, being yourself is an absolute value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um there's there's obviously been you know there's obviously always this organizational streamlining happening and the adoption process and all of that but don't don't forget why people have chosen you it's because mm-hmm. you know you you have something that they're after
0: mm-hmm. so
1: um try to keep 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 your own identity i guess yeah
0: okay those were the key questions that i had yeah awesome yeah you're a star thanks for having a chat with me and enjoy the rest of your week
1: I will anytime. And just if you, anything is, you know, oh, you can always give me a buzz.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll catch up soon anyways
1: all right yeah
0: bye. cool bye so that's it guys for today i hope you enjoyed the episode make sure you do subscribe to our podcast so you can stay tuned for the upcoming episodes as well if there is any specific job that you're interested to know more about make sure you leave a comment on our facebook post or messages on facebook at facebook.com career talk australia and we'll try to whip up an episode for you Take care and until next time, bye.